Welcome to another episode of the Daily Stoic Podcast. On Thursdays, we do double duty, not just reading our daily meditation, but also reading a passage from the book, The Daily Stoic, 366 Meditations on Wisdom, Perseverance, and the Art of Living, which I wrote with my wonderful co-author and collaborator, Stephen Hanselman. And so today, we'll give you a quick meditation from one of the Stoics, from Epictetus Marcus Aurelius Seneca, then some analysis from me, and then we send you out into the world to do your best to turn these words into works. The Daily Stoic is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. One of the cool things about podcasts is that you can multitask while you're listening, but depending on what you're doing right now, like for instance, if you're not in some kind of moving vehicle, there's something else you could be doing. You could be getting an auto quote from Progressive Insurance. It's easy and you could save money by doing it right from your phone. Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save nearly $700 on average and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Discounts for having multiple vehicles on your policy, being a homeowner and more. So just like your favorite podcast, Progressive will be with you 24-7, 365 days a year. So you're protected no matter what. Multitask right now. Quote your car insurance at Progressive.com to join over 29 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $698 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the job. In fact, we were just hiring for Daily Stoke and we found our new podcast editor on LinkedIn Jobs because LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Over 2.5 small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring like we do, as I was just saying, because LinkedIn isn't just a job board. It helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours, sometimes even faster than that. You can hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash stoic. That's linkedin.com slash stoic to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The best way to arm yourself. Perhaps you remember the final scene of the movie Gladiator. Maximus is wounded severely, and he's fighting against Commodus, who he has just temporarily disarmed. Sword, Commodus shouts to his Praetorian guard, sword, but the soldiers refuse to help him. Maximus, bleeding badly, drops his sword and begins to drift into unconsciousness. His family is waiting for him in the afterlife. He walks towards them, but with a final exercise of will, he seizes command of himself. Commodus comes at him with a dagger. With his bare hands and faltering strength, Maximus fights Commodus to submission and then kills him as Commodus impotently struggles against the very weapon he tried to wield. Victorious but dying, Maximus uses his last breaths to order Rome to be restored to the vision of Marcus Aurelius. It's a fictional scene, of course, a goosebump-inducing one, to be sure, but also, in its own way, it's an illustration of one of the best passages in Meditations. Be a boxer, not a fencer, Marcus Aurelius writes to himself. It's better to have your weapons be a natural part of you than to be something you have to pick up. Commodus is dependent on his sword. He's dependent on the power of his office. He's dependent on fear. 
He's at the mercy of his own bodyguards. But Maximus? Maximus is his own master. He moves under his own power. He is ruled by dignity, by his own strength, by his own principles, by his own weapons. He doesn't need anything or anyone, not to be great anyway. Even when he is bleeding out and under attack, all he has to do, as Marcus Aurelius writes, is clench his fist. Who are you? Commodus or Maximus, self-reliant or an imposter, a tyrant or a gladiator, a boxer or a fencer. If you're being truly honest, what would your final exercise of will look like? We were made for each other. And I'm reading to you today from the Daily Stoic 366 Meditations on Wisdom, Perseverance, and the Art of Living by yours truly and my co-author and translator, Stephen Hanselman. You can get signed copies, by the way, in the Daily Stoic store. Over a million copies of the Daily Stoic in print now. It's been just such a lovely experience to watch it. Spend more than 250 weeks, consecutive weeks on the bestseller list. It's just an awesome experience. But hope you check it out. We have a premium leather edition at store.dailystoic.com as well. But let's get on with today's reading. You'll more quickly find an earthly thing kept from the earth, and you will find a person cut off from other human beings. Marcus Aurelius's Meditations 9.9. Now, naturally, Marcus Aurelius and the rest of the Stokes were not familiar with Newtonian physics, but they knew that what went up must come down. And that's the analogy that Marcus is using here. Our mutual independence with our fellow human beings is stronger than the law of gravity. Philosophy attracts introverts, to be sure. And the study of human nature can make you aware of other people's faults and can breed contempt for others. So do struggle and difficulty. They isolate us from the world. But none of that changes that we are, as Aristotle put it, social animals. We need each other. We must be there for each other. We must take care of each other and allow others to care for us in return. To pretend otherwise is to violate our nature, to be more or less than what it means to be a human being. You know, one of my favorite quotes from Marcus Aurelius, it's not obviously attached to today's entry, but he says, the fruit of this life is good character and acts for the common good. And, and Marcus Aurelius talks about common good, this idea of our connectedness, this idea of sympathia, like 80 or so times in meditations. I mean, just over and over again, he talks about it. And that's not because he's emperor, that's because it's what Stoicism teaches, that we're connected, we're part of this cosmic whole, that we're here for each other. In fact, the whole point of Stoicism, one later Stoic says, is to, to take our immediate circle of control, ourselves, our family, etc., and expand it outwards, or rather pull people on the way distant edges of the circle of our concern down closer to the center, to, to connect with them, to care about them, to do things for them. That was not just our obligation, that was the good life, according to Marcus Aurelius. I think that's what I have was both inspired with early on in the pandemic and then have had so much trouble dealing with. And I know it's not been perfectly stoic the way that I've dealt with it, but it's, I'm a human being and it's hard. But when you see people acting so vehemently antisocially, when you see people deliberately tearing at the fabric of our connectedness in the middle 
of a public health crisis, right? Polarization is always a problem, right? Dividing people against each other is always a problem. But when you do it and the direct result is that people needlessly die alone in hospital rooms because they were infected with a deadly virus, because someone, someone convinced them that, say, vaccines didn't work or convinced them that masks didn't work or convinced them that this was nothing and they should just go about their lives and, you know, that, that it didn't matter. And it's sadder still when those people realize that their decisions have affected other people. Maybe it's someone who caught a case of COVID and it didn't affect them, but then their, their mother or their father or their grandmother or their grandfather, as, as I happen to know, has happened to some extended, uh, to some friends in their extended family. The guilt of realizing then when it's too late, it's too hard to do it and it's possible to do anything about it, that our actions have consequences and that that we did one of the most unforgivable things there is in this world, which is externalize the consequences of our actions onto other people. We are meant for each other. We are part of a whole. The reason I decided to take COVID seriously in my family is not because I'm particularly worried about my health or my young children's health or my wife's health. We're all healthy, have very little in the way of pre-existing conditions, have access to good medical care, can you know afford uh, to, to, to miss out on work or whatever, if something were to happen. What I said to myself from the beginning, because this is what Stoicism teaches, that I didn't want to be part of the problem. I didn't want to make it worse for anyone else, right? I didn't want to be a conduit. I didn't want to be a vector, to use the medical term, for something that could inflict pain or death on someone else, to the best of my ability. And I've Obviously, not perfect at this in the rest of my life, nor have I been up until this point, but it was an eye-opening experience, right? We have to think about how our actions affect other people. We can't cut ourselves off from caring about other people. I was laughing in a way, although also shaking my head, when Kyrie Irving announced that he wasn't going to be vaccinated because he was doing what was best for him. Now, that's an ironic thing for a guy who plays a team sport for a living to say, right? The whole point is that we don't do what's best for ourselves. We try to do what's best for the team, for society, for the common good, as the Stoics talk about. That's today's message. Thank you for bearing with me. Thank you, the vast majority of you who have internalized this message, have done the right thing, cared about other people. Be well and be safe out there. Thanks so much for listening to the Daily Stoke Podcast. Again, if you don't know this, you can get these delivered to you via email every day. You just go to dailystoke.com slash email. So check it out, dailystoke.com slash email. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family Podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Yeah. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, 
Music Field Weekly Party, where hip hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat. <laughs>